Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Speech has power. Words do not fade. What starts out as a sound ends in a deed. That's a quote by Abraham Joshua Herschel. If you've been around me for any length of time, you know that I am a stickler for words. I constantly confront both myself and others, including those that I coach and even my friends and family, and it probably gets on their nerves if I'm honest, but I won't stop and you're welcome for that because words have the power to formulate your reality. You know, we talk about having a thriving thought world here, and the reason that we talk about that is because the thoughts that we think become our realities. They become our lives, right? If we're doubting ourselves, then that's going to come out in the way that we present ourselves to people, in our behaviors, in our choices. If we doubt ourselves, we're not going to take on that big challenging task because we're going to think that we don't do it, right? So words do matter. Much to the chagrin of playground bullies everywhere, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words, my friends, do have the power to hurt you. In fact, the book of Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear how profound that is. Those two, those two quotes, the one that words start out as a sound and they end in a deed, And then the proverb that death and life are in the power of the tongue. My friends, I feel so compelled to share with you why I'm such a stickler and where you can start off applying this to your life so that you can thrive. You know, when we change our words, we change our life. Why? Not because words have some elusive, mystical, magical properties. No, because words start out as sound or as thought even inside of our brains, and they end up indeed, indeed of what we choose to feel, indeed of what we continue to choose to think, indeed of what we do. Words can change your life because they change you. And so since I'm doing an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, from now until the end of the year, to close out season three, to give you some practical tools to establish and build and strengthen and fortify that thriving thought world. I wanted to spend a couple of those episodes talking about some very easy word changes that you can make. And today, we're going to talk about my biggest pet peeve. (laughs) Now, you're probably thinking, Dr. Sherry doesn't have any pet peeves. Nothing gets on her nerves, right? She's a thriving woman. Yes, I am a thriving woman because I acknowledge that there are things that get on my nerves, but it's not just getting on my nerves for the sake of getting on my nerves. My friend, my arch word nemesis is the word try. Listen, if you choose to eliminate the word try and replace it with I will or I won't, your life will change. You know, in the episode from Wednesday, we talked about how to gain control, take back control of your life. Words are just another way to take back control of your life. Let me just share with you why this is such a pet peeve and how it's perpetuated and accepted in our society. And every time it's used and accepted by both the user and the person who's hearing it, every time 
we strip ourselves of more and more power. Let me give you a simple example. I used to have an employee who was perpetually late for work. And it was a pet peeve, but it was something I could deal with. What I couldn't deal with was when she said, I try to be here on time. And my response is, you either do or you don't. There is no try. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, it should, because that's what Master Yoda said. Not Master Yoder, but Master Yoda. (laughs) Master Yoda said, no, try not, do or do not. There is no try. So let me ask you a question so that you can apply this to your own life and hold yourself to task. Be honest with yourself like we talked about in Wednesday's episode. When's the last time you tried to do something and actually did it? Like, did you try to lose weight or did you lose the weight? Did you try to get to work on time or did you get to work on time? Did you try to give a friend a call to check in on them or did you give the friend a call? When we say the word or the phrase, I'll try, we essentially present to the world that we have a non-committal character. Oh, I know I just stepped on some toes there, friends. But it's true. When will we take back control of our lives with the words that we use and commit to follow through with something, not saying I'll try, not waiting for the next better thing to come along, not waiting for an excuse to bow out of what you said you would try to do. When are you going to hold yourself accountable? You see, when we use the phrase, I'll try, it does two things. One, it tells the listener that, oh, I'm not important, right? This thing that you're telling me you'll try to do is not that important because it's clear that you're giving yourself an out. It's clear that you're not saying, yes, I will do that or no, I won't do that. And I'm going to get into why we're uncomfortable with saying I will or I won't. So we're basically not committing to deliver or we're offering false hope. That's just duplicitous, right? There's this popular word about being intentional. Maybe you are on the edge of choosing a word for 2021, and maybe your word in the past has been intentional. Maybe your word is intentional for 2021. You know, that doesn't just magically happen. You actually have to transfer the power of thought and word into action, into deed. So I invite you, I challenge you to be intentional with the words that you use and watch how your life changes. Watch how it goes from struggling and striving and surviving to literally thriving, growing, flourishing, prospering. Y'all, that growing, flourishing, prospering does not come without cost. It does not come without pain. It does not come without a new introduction of habit and elimination of old habit. This is not a character assassination. Again, if you frequently use the word I try, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to thrive. The first thing that happens when we use the words I'll try is we commit to not deliver. Basically, we don't commit to anything. The second thing that happens is we reinforce for ourselves that whatever it is we are going to try to do is not a priority. In fact, we're giving ourselves permission to not set priorities, to not be intentional. We're saying, oh, you know, I'll try to work out later today. And then at the end of the day, oh man, I tried, but you know, life just got in the way. Did you or did you not? It's not about trying. There is no try. I I had a professor once in grad school and very simply explained this concept. He took a pen And he passed it to me and he said, try to take the pen. So I took the pen and he said, no, you took it. He said, I want you to try to take it. 
I said, okay. So I grabbed the other end of the pen and I kind of tugged on it a little half-heartedly, you know, not really expecting to move it. And he's like, no, you're not trying to do anything. You're, you're just playing with the pen. So then I just left it in his hand and he said, so you didn't take the pen. So essentially, there, it's impossible for there to be a try. You either do it or you don't. Now, sometimes, yes, when we commit to do something, sometimes life events happen and they interfere, but that should be the exception rather than the rule, particularly if we want to develop a character of commitment. And that is not for other people, by the way, that character of commitment. That's important to other people, but it's most important to you. I've said before that, you know, it's kind of easy to keep the commitments that we make to other people, but it's really, really difficult to keep the commitments that we make to ourselves. This is a very simple opportunity for you to keep this commitment to yourself. Instead of saying, I'll try, replace it with, I will or I won't. And now I know for some of you, you just listened to those words, I will or I won't, and that challenge to say those words instead of I'll try, and your skin started to crawl a little bit. Oh, you're getting all squirmy in your seat. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to have to commit to stuff. Listen, you don't have to. You get to. When you feel the after effects of setting a commitment and following through with it, you'll see That is actually way easier than you ever thought it was. You see, I think the reason that we feel uncomfortable with phrases like I will or I won't is because indeed we have not evaluated whether or not that thing that we are saying we're going to try to do is a priority for us. Look, there is no can't. It's you either will or you won't. And there is no shame in this. We feel uncomfortable, not only because it's new practice to many of us to commit and to say we will or we won't do something, but because we feel like we owe people an explanation when we won't do something. I had a conference two years ago, and it was a speaking conference with me and three other speakers. And I remember one of my co-speakers, she talked to a colleague that we knew, and she was inviting people to come to the conference. And he said, no, I won't be going. And she was like, why not? And he said, I'm, I just won't be going. But do you know how much that man grew in respect for both of us? Because he stood his ground, said, I won't go, and did not feel compelled to offer us a reason? My friends, you don't know anybody a reason. You can just say that's not a priority for me. Or you can say, if I do this, then I have to say no to this. And I'm not willing to do that. So I'm sorry, I have another priority. I have another obligation. I have another commitment. I have committed saying I will to something else. So I am saying I will not to this. Thank you for understanding. And guess what? They might not understand. And that's okay. People will press you. Tell me more. Give me reasons. I want an explanation that makes sense to me. You don't have to. Don't take the bait, my friends. Listen, replace the words, I'll try with I will or I won't. And think about that for yourself too, not just for commitments with other people. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying, quote unquote, to lose weight, just decide right now whether you will or you won't. And what does that look like for you? Does that look like when I'm presented with a cupcake, I will or I won't eat it or I'll try not to eat it? Because if you choose, I'll try not to, guess what's going to happen? You're going to eat it because you're going to go, I tried. Don't give yourselves an out, my friends. That's a surviving thought world, not a thriving thought world. Please accept this simple challenge, my friends, as another practical way 
to establish and champion your own personal thriving thought world. Replace I'll try with I will or I won't. I'll have another episode for you this Monday, my friends. Also, please do keep in mind that I have a texting community and I'd love to see you over there. All you need to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, 2540-369-2139 and you'll get three text messages per week from me to help you stay on that path of establishing and living in a thriving thought world. Until Monday, my friends, remember to speak